Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. I have a very special guest and I'm so excited to talk to her. Her name is Jaya. She's an award-winning somatic sexologist and longtime sex educator who starred alongside Gwyneth Paltrow in the Netflix series that grabbed everyone's attention last fall. You guys probably have seen it. And she is also the creator of the Erotic Blueprint, which I actually just took the test this morning or the quiz. So I'm so excited to have her on. Um, let's welcome Jaya. Hi, Jaya. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good to see you. Thank you for coming on Burke in the Game. I'm so excited to have you. I'm not sure if you know the premise of the show, but it really is, you know, I'm going through a divorce, obviously, and um, not obviously, but if you haven't heard of it, it's definitely not obvious, but um, definitely <laughs> going through it right now. And with that comes so many questions, especially when it comes to dating and um, sex in general, right? And as a dancer, I feel like I'm very in tune with my body and I feel like I am sexual, but maybe I'm not. But after taking your quiz, because I took it this morning. Good. Yeah, it was actually really interesting. And it took me a while to get through it all because it was like, okay, versus what is the right thing to say versus like no shame behind saying or picking the one that maybe may not be socially acceptable, you know? So I definitely go through all of that in my head still to this day. Anyways, will you tell everyone where you come from? I'm so excited. I can ask you questions all day. Absolutely. I'm in Boulder, Colorado, but I grew up in a little town in Ohio. I was a country girl in the Midwest and somehow from a very early age was super interested in sexuality. And I told my parents I wanted to be Dr. Ruth when I grew up one day. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. And I heard that you were you raised Catholic. 
I was raised Catholic. Yep. Same. Catholic yeah. school girl. I was just telling my partner, it was funny. I had my little uniform, the whole, you know, like had to measure your skirt, how low it was, roll up the socks, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very Catholic. And yeah. so was it hard for you, I guess, to want to be curious about sex? Like, I don't know how open were your parents open with you about sexuality or sex in general? My mom was really open. My dad, not so much, but my mm. mom was always like, okay, well, what do you want to know? You know, she would go to the library and get the books. Oh, that's and good. Questions. So, and that way I, but th then all the messages though, from church and from school and from culture, mm -hmm. it was still something that felt shameful. And somehow I even right. got, I remember praying when I was little and being like, dear God, I promise I'll stop touching myself. <laughs> 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 like when I was like seven years old, so wow. somewhere, you know, I got that it was right. okay. like somewhere right. I got that messaging, um, you know, and then when I turned seven, I was like, dear God, I promise I'll stop when I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a good seven years. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And then yeah. I, I mean, 14, I'd given it up. <laughs> totally. I mean, I have to say I developed at a very young age. I started my period when I was nine years old. So I was having, um, my hormones, I guess were raging at that, at that young. And then on top of it, we're dry humping here on when you ballroom dance, it's like, it's full on. Um, and I had sex at a really young age. I had sex when I was 13, but I also come from child abuse, right? So I was sexually molested when I was younger. Um, I, my parents went through a divorce and I had no sense of like a father figure around as much. So I noticed though that, um, you know, I became very, I guess, uh, curious with my sexuality when I was really young. I remember getting in trouble actually, uh, when I was in preschool, I guess, supposedly I took a boy and I wanted to make out with him and I wanted like, and I was like making him, I wanted him to show me what he had under his uh -huh. pants. And, and it was, um, <clears throat> I was definitely, uh, aggressive, uh, when I was younger, I think I was just very curious, but I, I always had a shame. I definitely, I understand what you're saying when there's a lot of shame behind it, right? There's a lot of like guilty, like, why do I think like this? Or why am I turned on by watching other people have sex or like whatever that might be, you know? And it's um, difficult conversations to have, especially now. Um, I, I mean, I never really had a lot of conversation about that with my ex-husband, you know? So, and I, I guess it, I'd never really thought of having one, a conversation, mm -hmm. but yet communication is so important. And this is a whole nother field. Like I'm in therapy. I've been an advocate for therapy since I was a little girl, but this has nothing to do with, um, <laughs> that is for my mental health. Now this is completely different, you know, which is still mental health, I think, but. Absolutely. And thank you so much, you know, for your sharing of your story mm -hmm. and for being willing to have these conversations because I think that there can be a stigma for women who are vocal about talking about sexuality, who have had these early curiosities in mm -hmm. their lives and somewhere that gets shamed and shut down. And then it mm -hmm. becomes not okay to talk about it. It becomes not okay to say what we want and what we desire. And then it gets all twisted. And then we have all the sexual neuroses that we have yes. in our culture. Yes. No wonder. Yeah, because we don't we don't know how to talk about it. We don't know how to talk about consent. We don't know how to be empowered in our bodies. Right. And being a dancer, you know, right. that right there is an embodiment and an, and an advantage. I think you know, I also mm -hmm. was was into dance when I was younger too, and okay. it was like that helped me to yeah. 
feel empowered in my body to know like, well, what things feel like and what they mm. don't and be able to be in my body during sexual experiences. And also it's a way to communicate like body language is so overlooked, I think. And yet we really push our bodies thinking we can control the body. Um, you know, especially as an athlete or dancer, I'm sure you can relate to this when there's no, no pain, no gain, or you sprain an ankle. Oh, well, I've got another ankle, you know, yeah. and it's like, we never just sit and listen to our, the most powerful thing that we have, you know, our bodies, it's so complex yet it, we tend to ignore what the signals are. And, um, I'm a professional number. I've said this before, and I definitely, push through any type of pain. And especially in a, the business that I'm in, it's like someone else is waiting for your job, you know, if right. they're waiting for you to go down. And so it's like you live in this constant fear. Um, and I'm just learning now actually how powerful it is to feel whatever your body is telling you and to just listen to it and take yes. a step back. And I think that that all applies to sexuality. Mm. I can't tell mm. you how many people I've had here um, who've been clients who say to me, you know, it hurt, but I didn't want to stop. It right. hurt, but I didn't want to say anything. Or it wasn't pleasurable, so I just thought I'd float off somewhere. Or the fear well, of not pleasing your partner. And then there, your partner leaves. Like, same thing. Yeah. Somebody else, like, waiting yep. for that position. Yes, so. yes, you're very true very yeah. true and that's and i have to say like it is also a little bit of a trigger because like there in a weird way it was like when i was getting sexually molested it was never intercourse it was like he went down on me um and i have to say that you know in a weird way because i never equated that to like pain like he didn't physical physically hurt me um it was like this weird pleasurable feeling. And it's, and it's really hard for me to say this because there's a lot of shame behind it. I was a little girl and he was a retired mailman. So <clears throat> this is, um, first time I'm ever talking detail actually right now, but like, yeah. And it was like, um, it was hard for me to testify against him because it was like, this guy never hurt me or, but he groomed me. What he did, I now know is wrong, obviously. Um, but I guess when it comes to, you know, my, the, sex nowadays, you know, it's hard for me to let anyone do that to me. Mm -hmm. Give me oral sex. Understandably, because the body remembers. There's mm -hmm. a great book called The Body Keeps a Score. Yes, I've read that. You read it. Great. Yeah, it's a good um, one. But but the body remembers that. And then it's yeah. there's all the confusion of but totally. it's good. And then yeah. that feels shameful. And yes, then, yet this was not appropriate and harmful to my system and my psyche mm -hmm. at such a young age. So mm -hmm. and then all of that gets gobbled together and mm -hmm. how do we then unravel each piece and mm -hmm. the parts of ourselves and then somatically and, and in the mm -hmm. body not just the psyche but like what's yeah. still there in the pelvis that has i'm actually been. taking a somatic i just started with my somatic therapy so i just Great. started yeah i've been doing talk therapy for years but um i found finally a, a practitioner that studies somatic um experiencing so Great. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting, actually. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just it's it's so interesting just to like as a dancer, you'd think that I'd be more in tune with my body. But really, it's actually quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. I just know how to like I know how to be here, but not to also be connected to my body, mm -hmm. how to push through. How yeah. How do your body do things? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, how do you feel? You know, anybody yeah. who's had trauma, somatic mm -hmm. experiencing, I highly recommend. Um, yeah. 
know, having a great therapist who understands the sexual trauma or developmental trauma if you were really, really young and it was repeated. Yeah. Um, EMDR, another thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we're seeing for people who have CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress syndrome, it means that it was happening over more than one time. Like PTSD yeah. is like a big event one time. Right, right, right. Happen, and then your nervous system gets stuck. But with CPTSD, um, it's something that was happening daily. So okay. in my own personal history, uh, I experienced tra traumatic events over time for a long period of time. Right. And so another thing, you know, I'm an advocate for, and it's hopefully going to be legalized very soon is MDMA therapy or working. Right. With I heard about therapy. that. And I found, you know, I did years of somatic experiencing. I did EMDR. I did like yeah. all different things, lots yeah. of therapy, and they all helped. They helped me manage symptoms. They helped me, you know, function in the world with the level yeah. of trauma that I experienced. And the I found for me, it's not for everybody, but for right. me, um, working with MDMA therapy Interesting. was, was you know, really healing. I am, um, I'm an addict. So that is triggering for me because I used to party doing MDMA and it's like, I even, <clears throat> someone was, I was talking to, um, actually my, not this somatic therapist, but another one. And she was talking to me about ayahuasca. And I was like, the feeling that I have is like that weird excitement feeling like I'm about to do, uh, or take drugs or whatever, you know? And it's like, I, I, um, but I do know that there must be some power in it because there's so many people and I'm totally whatever, whatever makes anything, you know, whatever makes it work for you, I guess. And it's mm -hmm. so different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but do you find when you work with people who have suffered from trauma, especially like abuse or sexual abuse, do you find that, I guess, because I can speak from experience, like for me, like I find like the erotic, like the... Um, I guess seeing other people have sex and not necessarily the romantic side more uh, is what turns me on more. Like it's more of like the rough, like, like grab me hard, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that, that actually I tend to go towards instead of like the, let's smell the roses. Right. Are you a kinky girl? Movement? Do you know what was your, I was kinky. Yeah. You yeah. nailed it. <laughs> kinky girlfriend. I was kinky. Yeah, I don't yeah. see a correlation between trauma and blueprints and, and mm. like everybody who's been traumatized is this one blueprint. What I do see is how the trauma, how the nervous system adapted. So, for example, an energetic, if they have trauma in their history, oftentimes their nervous system adapts to become super hyper Aware. Um, yeah. aware. Yes, yeah. yes, so that's me. Like hyper vigilant. I'm hyper definitely hyper vigilant. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if you go too quick, too fast into the system, the system's going to trigger freeze. and then yeah. associate or freeze or fight, you know, on any kind of the trauma mm -hmm. response. Now, a sensual, if they had trauma in their history, they may respond differently in that they are very hypervigilant, but in a different way where it's like their mind won't stop. They can't stop like all the thoughts and the rumination. That's me too. <laughs> going, going, going. Yes. So, yes. Um, that can be and like the environment not right or like things just aren't and right the systems in stress so then they can't get aroused yeah no i've i've been feeling i definitely i definitely feel those symptoms like what you were saying um and so i guess like i do want to ultimately though enjoy those like oh someone's lips on my neck and like really take the time to like have sex but i have never i don't think i've ever experienced that 
Mm, yeah. So that when you're using that, it's like, how do I expand into new territory? How do I? Yeah, that's the question. Enjoy other, <laughs> you know, other blueprints and yeah. other types of sensuality and sexuality. Yeah. Because so I, I know that I've got trust issues. I think that has a lot to do with it, obviously, right? Like um, being hyper aware and hyper vigilant also doesn't help. But yeah, it's like, how do I do I have to retrain the brain? You know, like, how do I enjoy those moments? Yeah. So I look at I always look at four things when there's been any kind of um, thing that you're like working on and want to expand into. And one mm -hmm. is what's happening in the physical body. So mm. first is okay, there's the things that you like and there's nothing wrong with that. Like kink is great. Like explore with consent to your heart's content. Yeah. <laughs> like, like do all the things in that, that you love. And then, and then it's looking at, okay, well, what's happening in my body when mm -hmm. with kink and what do I love there? Mm -hmm. And then how could I wire in something sensual with that? So maybe if there's something rough happening, there's also a feather in the other. Yes. Hand. Yes. Okay. Like I hear you. This. So you're starting yeah. to wire in the other yeah, props. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and then the next thing, not from the physical, is the psyche emotional. So what in mm. like for me, sensual, which is what you're talking about, the kisses on the neck, yeah, the, like, soft touch. Yeah. Um, the sensual was the hardest to expand into because it was the most I had to trust and be vulnerable in that. Uh -huh. That's the two things I'm working on at the moment. So <laughs> that is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to look at like, where do I still need to heal where my yeah. nervous system stays hypervigilant and won't let go and won't surrender and won't trust? Yeah. Um, what are the psyche emotional aspects that I need to heal? So that so there's the physical, there's the psyche emotional, then there's the biochemical aspect of things like what, like I'm a high testosterone in a vulva body. So like, <laughs> All that high testosterone has to so, be like, totally driven, the same. Like, yes. Dopamine driven. Totally. Like, uh, variety. For like, the same person. Who knew? <laughs> all those things. So how can I change neurochemistry to get more GABA? Which yeah. What's GABA mean So GABA is a neurotransmitter that in sexuality, it's responsible for that. Like when you feel really relaxed after orgasm that like yummy yeah things chill sort of feeling prolactin also plays a role in that okay and it's a calming neurotransmitter okay so it's it, it can ha help with the orgasmic response got it acetylcholine is like all of our exciting and oxy we have oxytocin which is our bonding and serotonin as mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. and so because i was a super high dopamine it's like okay next next fix next fix next right fix. yes i'm addicted to that too yes yes <laughs> yeah. you're like what's like, that high just that like that adrenaline rush yep exactly so are there things in your biochemistry that we can also you know play with yeah and, and optimize and then finally what's happening on the energetic level so we're bioenergetic mm. before the others and so even just little things like if you if you have scar tissue in your midline how is that mm. affecting your sex life because that's cutting through an energetic meridian. How do you know when you have, I mean, I have scar tissue everywhere. I've got like early stages of Alzheimer's, um, not Alzheimer's, sorry, of um, what's it called? Of uh, like arthritis? Arthritis, yes, because mm -hmm. of all the pushing and pulling and the 
we're making our bodies basically go into different shapes and not normal, right? Like it doesn't feel good and we're like completely contorted. And I think it's from just pounding that. And so I guess I feel like I have scar tissue. For sure, I must have scar tissue there. But how do you know? So scar tissue, you can feel. You can yes. also go to someone who does work with scar tissue, a physical yeah. therapist. I was actually just at mine this morning and she's like, yeah. oh, a little scar tissue right here, you know? A little, girl. <laughs> I, mine was here last night and she's like, Cheryl, you need to do something about this. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and there so are they could, they could the feel it. Floor. Yeah. There are people who work in the pelvic floor, people who work in your abdomen yeah. know, hip area. And it's, it's interesting because it can feel like little ropes if you go over yep. it. Or yeah. It can feel like a ball. I call a them ball. blueberry got, chunks. Oh. You feel like hard blueberries. Yep. I've got um, two tennis balls in my uh, hips, actually. That's oh, wow. all scar tissue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that right there has a big effect on our sexuality. Right. You know, right. Blood flow, nerve conductivity, you know, flexibility. And that, that somewhat falls in that physical realm as well, but it affects the energetic realm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So how important, I guess, is sex in a relationship? Let's move on to that because I think there is, I mean, I think that has a huge, like how many times should people have sex when they're married a week? Like I know there's no rules, but like obviously, you know, there's also this falling into routine that really gets um, maybe feeling that feeling of stagnant, you know? Mm-hmm. So sex in a relationship and how important it is. Mm-hmm. That depends on your identification and sexuality. So if you if you're a sexual blueprint, mm-hmm. it's high, 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 high importance. Like need to have. So sex there's a sexual bed. blueprint, not just kinky bl- blueprints. <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> so like sex for a sexual sex is a need. It's not just like something they want to have. It really right. feels like it's air. It's water. Interesting. And so like a sexual has sex in order to relax. It relaxes their nervous system. It feels really good to them. Everything is right in the world when they're having sex. So frequency for a sexual is probably at least once a day. Sometimes wow. for like two, three times a day. Wow. Um, and that is what feels right for them. Now, if you talk to somebody who's an energetic and has a lot of energetic in their blueprint map, like like let's say they're 40% or higher in their blueprint map, their physical need for sex is less. Hmm. And sex looks different. So how important is it for an energetic An energetic might say what's more important is that I feel an energetic connection to my partner. Is that mainly women who have energetic? Um, uh, no, or? it's interesting. Oh. We've, we've tracked gender and we've had over a million people take the quiz now to okay. fill out and find their blueprint. And, um, what we found gender wise is that women are both energetic and sensual, but men are all of them almost equally. So it's not like all men are sexual and interesting. All women are sensual. Okay, okay. I'm that very interesting. Oh, um, that is interesting. At, at how people identify with gender and then yes. how that affects blueprint. That was a, a question wow. we get all the time. Wow. Wow. And I was surprised because people who identify as men, cisgendered, heterosexual men, they, you know, they, uh, so so much we have so much assumption that they're all sexual. Yes, of course. And it's really fun to just see that broken apart. That, that Yeah, that they only think with one thing, right? right? Right, right. And I think it does a disservice to the men in our lives that totally. we, we have this, oh, you're just simple or, oh, you're just easy or, oh, you should. I, w- I was that way with my partner. I would come home and be like, let's have sex. And he'd look at me like, what are you, what? He's not sexual. He thought that oh. was way too forward and not right. Great initiating so yeah um to answer that question of how important is in a relationship it's what is the blueprint and then what is the identification in terms of orientation and you know if do i am i an energetic and i identify as asexual or am i an energetic and i'm in the healing stage of my sexuality where like i i'm healing trauma like it sounds like you're in a healing deep healing stage yes divorce yes seeing all the trauma like you're in a healing phase absolutely 
in the healing phase. <laughs> exactly. Kinky <laughs> without the kink. But uh, yeah. So what are the biggest, what are the biggest mistakes you'd say um, that couples have when it comes to their sex lives? Like, is it the not, maybe they're not having as much sex or is it just the communication? Like, I, it feels like you're think like, I feels like your blueprint's more like the love language, but the sex language of the yes, absolutely. sex world. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I see things so much with couples and the, a lot of it's the communication we talked about earlier of yeah. how do we even communicate about this? How do we talk about sex? All the shame, all the stuff that's wrapped up in it. They and should take your quiz. I mean, yeah. honestly, it, 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 it eliminates the awkwardness, right? You're like, let's just take this blueprint quiz, right? Like, I think that is actually something that I probably would have done with my partner for sure. Yeah. And then you could have seen like, okay, wait a minute, I'm kinky and you're sensual and mm. sensual is my bottom. You know, if you mm. take the in-depth quiz, um, like for example, with my partner and I, I was zero kinky. <laughs> okay. And he's high kinky. Got it. I am high sexual and he's zero sexual. Interesting. Do you find that those are the opposites that always end up being together? Yeah, I find opposites attract. It's that thing of yeah. we're trying to complete ourselves sexually to become more full spectrum sexual beings. Oh, okay. And so we attract somebody who doesn't have the aspects that we have so that we can then come into a full blossoming sexual being. That's because they also say that like, um, what is it? Uh, avoidant attachment and anxious attachment anxious always attachment. end yeah. up marrying each other, right? Yeah. So yeah, that is interesting, actually. And I think that would open up, I guess, a huge conversation, obviously. But um, for those of for those people that have no idea what I'm talking about, when it comes to the blueprint quiz, which I'm sure so many people do, but where can people find that? Yeah, it's eroticbreakthrough.com. And I'm sure you may put links in your notes. And yes, all for sure. So if you yes. can find that. And there's two different quizzes. So one is just to get one blueprint and it's a simple free quiz. And then there's an in-depth one which will give you your full profile of like percentages yeah. of each one. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're dating, like if you're- Or if you're you know, going through a dry spell like I am. <laughs> exactly. Like it's a perfect time. Actually. It is. Yeah. So you go, well, who am I as an erotic being? So that yeah. when I'm in my next relationship, I can really communicate well, here's who I am. Here's like, I'm a trumpet and maybe mm -hmm. you've heard the piano before, but here's how to play the trumpet. You know, I got these three keys. Right, right, right. The right air pressure. You know, it's, it is yeah. a lot of like instruments. Do you think that there is like, I've been what, since January, I was separated, right? So, and then um, filed for divorce in February. Now, is there like a certain time limit as to like when I need to start having sex again or like, or do I need to just have sex with myself and call it a day? <laughs> yeah. Um, there, I think that this is a great opportunity for you to self play mm -hmm. and explore how sexuality could be healing for you. So for example, like kink, um, you know, what in that could you work with somebody who's like a kink master, you know? Who... Oh, who's that? You have any numbers? Who are kink masters out there? One person I recommend is Orpheus Black. He's in Los oh, Angeles. I don't know if you're in LA. That sounds kinky. Um, and, and like he does Zen rope meditation. That's and, amazing. 
for me, kink was a healing avenue for the trauma that I had experienced. Oh, interesting. Was, was like, okay, well, now I'm empowered. Now right. I'm the one consenting. Now I'm the one who can say yes or no and use my voice. Oh, interesting. So I am LA based, by the way. I definitely oh, need, I well, think this should great. be my next challenge. You know, this is an interactive podcast and we like to ask our listeners questions at the end. And I, I take the advice, you know, and we're starting to build me up to where I'm getting ready to date. So this could be one of the things that I do. Go Absolutely. see Orpheus. What's his last name? Orpheus Black. Okay. Take yourself on an adventure date. And you know, right. That sounds so scary, by the way. I literally, my heart just dropped, but I have to like step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and think of it as I'm going to use my voice. Yeah. I'm going to be empowered here. It's yeah. scared, it scared me too. It still scares me to this day. Just so you've done it before. Yes, I have gone. Wow. I I do all these really interesting challenges for myself. So if That's you're great. talking about challenges, we do sex life challenges, which would be something like let's my partner and I we did forty days of kink. So forty days wow. of me dominating every day, every day, and wow. then we switched and did forty days of him dominating me. Okay, and how was that experience? So fascinating. What came up? You know. Yeah. It was amazing when I was dominating him, I had all this empowerment and play and it was right. really easy for me. And yet there were still challenging moments. But then when he was dominating me about eight days in, I was in trauma. And oh, then it's like, okay, here's my trauma and here's an opportunity to heal. And I went to an amazing therapist and she was like, you know, anybody else I tell you, don't do these things, but let's just restrict this. You have a good voice. Like, let's keep doing the experiment. Wow. And see what we could heal here. And yeah, it was yeah you said you said the key word in experiment. This is what this show is as well. It's one big experiment, but it's being able to just let go and surrender, which is really difficult. You know, um, I have another question for you. Um, I guess any tips on how people can feel sexy, right? Like for people who are going through similar situations that I'm going through, um, it's really Sometimes you just get lost and it's lonely and you're like, why do I have to look good? But <laughs> F it, I'm just never going to shower. And why? Why brush my hair? You know, like I yeah. think it, it just takes a it does take a piece of you, you know, going through um, in a way a death and um, grief like mm -hmm. like a divorce. What do you have any recommendations or um, I guess any advice on how to get your sexy back? <laughs> yeah. One is give yourself a massage every day with some oils, like the beginning of the day. You know, this could be, again, I go to blueprints. I think of blueprints. So sensual, you know, rubbing mm -hmm. your body with massage and some oil every day and just like, thank you. And just say yeah. thank you to your body and to your joints and you know, yeah. circles on your joints. If you're more energetic, maybe it's deep breathing and some meditation and mindfulness in your mm -hmm. body of okay, I feel my toes. I feel my ankles. Like oh, tap into your senses type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and, and if you're sexual, maybe you have your Hitachi wand and you, you self-pleasure and having a great orgasm every day. You know, if you're kinky blue. Wait, go back. What is a Hitachi wand? <laughs> Hitachi wand is a vibrator and it's got a big head and it's like, <laughs> got a big powerful motor so wow really intense and fun i'm good with a pocket rocket but um <laughs> that sounds definitely next level yeah that sounds amazing anyway sorry to interrupt keep going um, 
Yeah, take a course on sexuality. How often, how many books have you read on sexuality? How many courses have you taken on sexuality? We don't think of, we we go to the gym and do work with a trainer or we work with, you know, if we're going to learn something, we work with somebody to teach us. And so, you know, I'll say this question, like how many books have you read on XYZ topics? Right, right, right. um, And those are ways to start to love yourself in terms of just learning about yourself. Well, who am I? And ask this question of, well, who am I as an erotic being? Who's underneath all the programming, conditioning, trauma? Who's, what is the, the being that's underneath all of that? If the trauma never occurred, and I'm not saying like, don't pretend like no. you didn't have any trauma. I'm just saying, who would you be? Right. And who is that untouched part of you? Right, right. That was never touched by trauma. That was never touched by the cultural shame. It was right. never touched by the programming. And also don't yeah. let it define you, you know, like, yes, the trauma happened, but it also happened in the past. And, you know, we evolve as human beings. And um, I think that is such a that is such a gr- such great advice, because actually, you know, those questions, sometimes we forget that we just need to f- we know deep down inside, you know, we know those answers to those questions and we just need to stay true to um, how we're feeling and what our body is telling us. Okay. So last question, um, I guess, what are some ultimate tips for couples who are basically struggling in the bedroom and how do you even start having that conversation about being unhappy when it comes to sex? Basic tip number one is go on your own sexual journey and yep. then go on your journey together. Kind of what we've been talking about. It's like, who yep. am I? And can I love me? Um, you know, I think self-love is kind of this cliche experience. Like we talk about self-love and loving yourself, but when I really learned to love me unconditionally, that there was nothing I needed to be, do, or have, and love this, everybody else gets that unconditionally. Totally. And so, go on your own sexual exploration and then figure out from there, well, what is our exploration together? Here's Mm. who I am. Here's who you are. Now we have, here's who we are in our journey. Right. So what's our erotic blueprint? How do we expand into feeding, speaking? You talked about body language earlier. Mm -hmm. That's the speaking of the blueprints expanding into new territory and healing the shadow aspects of our blueprints. How do we, do that then together once we've done that on yeah. our own and found out who we are. Yeah. And do you recommend that people, that couples maybe married or not, or have been together for a few years, go see a sex therapist? Do you think it's healthy? I mean, I guess people equate to therapy as like, Oh, it's only when you have a problem. But I mean, I'm such a huge advocate. I mean, I wanted to go to couples therapy and my, my ex and I, we actually did even before we got engaged. And I just find it so, it's like, there's such a relief after that for me. Do you find that that may be something that couples should do? Yeah. I really recommend that you seek out the right person. Mm. So maybe a therapist, you know, if you have trauma who worked Mm -hmm. in developmental trauma and attachment, like that would be the best option for you. If you want to learn, maybe it's a somatic educator who is a somatic sex educator or a somatic sexologist, Right. you know, a pelvic floor challenge you're working with. Maybe it's a PT or a sexological body worker. There are people within this field and there are a lot of us. Yeah. And it's finding that person who you feel like you can trust, finding the person who can actually solve the challenge that you're working with. 
and finding that person who you can build a reparative relationship with, because that is one of the right. biggest things with it is having somebody who loves you unconditionally, yes. you know, who can be present yes. with you no matter right. what's coming up and not Oof. judge you for it. That alone is one of the biggest. That's stories. so hard. Yeah. That's really hard to give you space for the feelings. You know, that is, um, I've learned recently actually that that is, uh, that's difficult. It's difficult. Mm hmm. And yeah, to tr and to trust like we... trust yourself in general, right? Like there's all you have the intellectual brain constantly questioning whatever you're feeling in your body, which just gets clouded. Yeah, yeah. It's like we've forgotten how to love each other. Mm. And to me, a lot of this work is how do we just sit with each other and whatever experience we're experiencing, and and let it be okay. We don't have to change yeah. things or improve anything. We can I know. Amen. Be with somebody. Amen. Yeah, that is. Um, I feel like this needs to be taught in schools. <laughs> yes. <amen. 'Cause>, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like we, you know, I wish I would have heard that. I wish I would have heard that we're not our thoughts. And I wish I would have heard so many different easy phrases, but yet so complex at the same time, you know, but um, thank you so much for your time. And I really find though that taking this blueprint quiz has already helped so much with just getting to know me. Um, and I recommend it to everybody. So if you don't mind just telling our audience where they can find you and all that good info. So you can go to eroticbreakthrough.com. So eroticbreakthrough.com to find out more. And I'm on social media and all those fun yeah. things and around. So if you, if you Google me, Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A, I'm sure you'll find all kinds of fun things. I did. So yes, you definitely will. Thank you so much, Jaya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. I want to thank my guest Jaya for being on and just giving me such great information just about sex and our bodies. And I have to say taking her blueprint quiz really helped me. So I highly recommend it. Okay, so let's move on to um, the end of this episode where we ask the listeners, you guys, the question of the week. So this week's question is how many times a week should you have sex with your partner? How many times a week should you have sex with your partner? All right. So I will definitely want to hear from you guys when it comes to this question, because I think that out of everyone that I've asked so far, it just varies. Right. And, um, you know, you also don't want sex to be like a routine thing. And you just have this whole like push and pull type feeling when it comes to like, how many times should we have sex a week with our partners? But anyways, please, I want to hear from you guys. Please email us at burkinthegame at iheartradio.com. Again, burkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at burkinthegame. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.